0: All right. For me, success is continuing to fulfill my potential. So it's always something I'm looking toward, not something I've achieved. To me,
1: success is doing something that you love to do that allows you to be of service to others. And it it gives you a sense of fulfillment in your heart. I think I, I chased success so much that i put happiness on hold for 20 years and now i realize if i put happiness first the success chases me
0: success is being able to have the control of your day-to-day of your life of having a freedom financial independence if you're doing it on your own schedule that's success in essence the fulfillment of knowing that you've done your best is my definition of success this is the alden report Hey, it's Mike Alden. I hope you're enjoying The Alden Report as much as I am. I love bringing to you new and exciting people that add value to your life. I'm also super excited to announce my latest book, bestseller secrets. Listen, if you're an author, maybe you're thinking about writing a book. Maybe you've already written a book. Maybe you're an entrepreneur and you want to continue to grow your brand. Maybe you're an entrepreneur and you want to bring in more leads. Maybe you're a stay at home mom and you wrote a a cookbook or a children's book. Maybe you wrote a a fantasy book, a self-help book, a tell-all book, a novel. It doesn't really matter. In my latest book, bestseller secrets, I give you all the information that I've literally spent millions of dollars trying to figure this thing out. And I'm going to give it to you Absolutely free with my book, Bestseller Secrets. Go to BestsellersecretsBook.com. Again, it's BestsellersecretsBook.com. I give you all the information that I've spent literally millions of dollars trying to figure this whole world out. My books have gone on to do amazing things. I'm a three time Wall Street Journal, USA Today bestselling author. I've hit number one on Amazon hundreds of times. My books have been the number one book in the world against all books in every category. And I've also done this for other authors and I'm giving you this information absolutely free. Just go to bestsellersecretsbook.com. You got to pay a small processing fee, but it doesn't really matter again because I've spent millions of dollars. And here's the other secret. You can do all this stuff yourself. If you don't have a team, that's okay. If you don't have a lot of time, that's okay. You read the information in my book again whether you just started writing a book, whether you've written the book, whether you wrote the book years ago and you want to kind of resurrect it. In my book Bestseller Secrets, I show you exactly what you need to do, and I'm giving you the book absolutely free. Go to bestsellersecretsbook.com, download the book, take that information, use it to become a bona fide, legitimate, number one bestseller. I show you how to become a number one bestseller in less than 24 hours, and again, I'm giving you this information for free. Go to bestsellersecretsbook.com. Again, it's bestsellersecretsbook.com. This is the Alden Report. All right. Well, my name is Michael Alden. Uh, we are here uh, in Blue Bay Studios, and uh, as I always say when we start off the podcast, I'm super excited uh, for my next guest. You know, I get excited, and I just I say it all the time. I'm just going to keep saying it uh, because I just love. Uh, meeting and interviewing new, exciting, and interesting people that are going to add value to your life. They're going to give you information that you might, you know, maybe you've heard it before. Maybe you didn't hear it before. Uh, and, in, you know, maybe you're going to take some of the things that my next guest is going to talk about and implement them in your life. And I, I hope that you do because when we talk about some, a subject that, um, you know, a lot of people um, don't necessarily believe in. Uh, and it's been popular over, over the years uh, because of uh, certain programs on television and certain celebrities have talked about this subject. Uh, my next guest is Andrew Cap. He is the author of The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need to Read. Here it is right here. Uh, you can see it uh, uh, in the background. He, he has a nice uh, nice uh, poster for uh, with it as well. And we're going to talk about this subject. And we're going to talk about how real it is. Is it real? Is it just hocus POCUS stuff. I have the answers, uh, but I'm going to have him uh, give us the answers as well. Uh, please help me welcome Andrew Cap. Andrew, thanks so much for being my guest, man.
1: Hey, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited for this conversation. And we kind of met over at the clubhouse where I got a front row seat to your expertise for the first time, which makes me more excited when you like we talked about doing the show, because I'm very intrigued and interested by where this conversation might go and excited to hopefully give your audience some value here today.
0: Yeah, well, thanks for coming on. Uh, I know, you're busy, I'm busy, but you know, Clubhouse is again. Uh, we've been screaming about it from the rooftop. I've been screaming about it from the rooftops. It's such an amazing opportunity. Uh, before we get into the interview again, if you're listening to this right now and you don't know what Clubhouse is, figure it out. Uh, download it. Um, you know, get invited uh, right now. It's iOS only. Uh, maybe by the time you listen to this, um, you know, uh, Android. Uh, you know, users can get involved as well. But that's yeah, where we did meet, and and it kind of segues segues into you know the law of attraction. So before we talk about that though just give a quick little you know Reader's digest version uh, of your background and how you kind of got to the point where you wrote this book uh, the last law of attraction uh, book you'll ever need to read
1: yes well let's see how will how well I do it a Cliffs notes version of this um, so <clears throat> I I learned about the law of attraction probably like 16 17 years ago 2004 we'll see how long that math is and um, I'd been an entrepreneur since before then. So this was just me like any entrepreneur or salesperson can relate to looking for, you know, personal development, positive mindsets, different modalities to help them in their life and business. They want to get more sales because when you got to kill your own dinner, it's not like you can have a bad day at the office. Money's got to come in. So this was one of many modalities I was introduced to and it seemed to kind of work whenever I did it, but then I'd always find myself stopping. It was kind of hit and miss i actually, I thought the law of attraction was inconsistent. I would later find out I was inconsistent. In fact, I found that four years later, um, where in the span of one week, I lost that business and a girlfriend of three years. And when I say I lost her, I don't mean she broke up in person or even over the phone. She broke up over text. So it was a rough week. Everything kind of fell to pieces. And I was finally ready to like really commit because I gave up the business to make that work. So was, everything exploded all at once. And here I am completely depressed, completely down saying like, what am I going to do with my life here? And I had this like memory of like, well, of all these things that i tried in my life, whenever I did this law of attraction thing, before I stopped doing it, things would start to happen. So I got very stubborn and indignant. And I said, I don't care what happens, when it happens, why it happens. I don't care any of that. I'm going to go all in with this, which really just meant spending five to 10 minutes every single day doing the gratitude or visualization methods that I know. And the results were miraculous. Like within two weeks, I felt better, which is saying a lot with a broken heart. I'm sure people can agree. Within three months, I'm in a brand new weight, healthier relationship. Within four months, I'm making more money than at any point in my life before then. And within six months, like everything's different. I'm in the best shape of my life. Everything's running on all cylinders. And I learned that this works if you work it, whether you believe in it or not, it was just happening. And it wasn't until years later when I wanted to make a new direction in my company. It's like, okay, what can I do where I will be excited to engage with my customers? Where when they write me an email, I'm gonna, I can't wait to dive in and, and interact with them and write back and answer questions and be, to be frank, not get bored. And that's right. why I decided to finally give myself permission to write what I think was a really bold promise through the title and try to execute and articulate this information in a way that I would have really appreciated before that bad breakup and before losing my business
0: yeah it's interesting uh thanks for sharing that i mean it's interesting too when you know you talk to entrepreneurs like yourself or thought leaders uh, there always seems to be some sort of um Life-altering event, Uh, and it doesn't have to be you know super traumatic, uh, you know. But there's always some sort of event that causes that shift, right? Where we where we seek the truth, so to speak. Where we try to figure out, you know, yeah, what are we doing here? What's my purpose? Like, why am I, you know, why is this happening to me? And we start asking ourselves all these questions. Uh, And it and you know, I've had people on uh, on the podcast before, and and obviously, uh, and uh, I was just talking to someone earlier about this about you know, do we always have to suffer in order to to succeed? Like, can you expound on that? I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on it. Uh, yeah. Do we have to go through that painful moment? And it, I'm just curious what you have to say about that.
1: We we definitely do not have to go through it. Although, unfortunately, just by the, and I don't know if it's from societal programming. I don't know if there's. I mean, I do have theories about <laughs> the way our mind works, but I think sometimes just the human spirit being what it is. Um, it's at that point of rock bottom where we finally have to look ourselves in the mirror and say, okay, now I've got nothing to lose. So now I'm going to make this bold choice that I was too scared without even realizing that I was too scared to make it another way or at another time when I was still at least clinging on to a semblance of a regular life. I think we don't have to go through it, but for some reason, it ends up becoming a necessary thing for certain people. And um, I think, believe it or not, actually, everyone goes through these horrible things, It's just that you don't hear about the people that don't use it as a motivation or a, or a reason or an excuse to make a new bold leap in a direction where they then tell a story about it later on.
0: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Your response. I I didn't think you were going to say that. I thought you were going to say you had to uh, and uh, because of, because you did, it happened to you and every successful yeah. entrepreneur, business person, re- person who's had quote success in their relationships. And it, and you mentioned it as well, like with your relationship of three years, and then you you know found somebody that it was a better fit for you. It just seems as though that the universe, and we'll talk about what the universe gives us. And you talk about that in your book and, and on your YouTube page. Um, it just seems as though that it is necessary, that it yeah, well, is a part of it. Like, you know, I I don't like no one invites it but it just seems like it happens to everybody, you know?
1: I I do agree, Mike, that I've never heard a story of someone not needing it. It's just, I'm like this hopeless optimist where I'm saying (laughs) like, guys, like, in other words, this is me trying to get people like, listen, do the, whether it's my book or anyone else's book, like use the methods that that I teach in terms of gratitude before you hit that rock bottom moment, just to save yourself some pain. But (laughs) I will admit, I've never heard a story of someone that they didn't go through some, like you said, you know, some kind of defining, you know, come to Jesus moment, so to speak, where they had to look themselves in the face, they had to really kind of dig deep and do something about it.
0: Yeah, I think you're I I think it can be less painful, right? Like it's going to be painful. But you know, with with your book and other books out there as well. uh, If you again, if you apply the strategies and the mindset in your book, uh, it's, you're gonna go through it, you know. You just, uh, it's it's going to happen. But if you can learn the strategies in your book and the techniques in your book, it's just gonna be less painful, right?
1: I would hope. I would hope. <laughs> the, the whole, I mean, the whole thing is, and we might be jumping ahead here, but there's people that, again, they don't take a leap because they don't trust. They don't understand the way things work, and even just law of attraction, which I know is kind of like a fad of a of a thing, cause the secret blew it up, and back in two thousand six. But I like in when I explain to people that might not be down with them, say, listen, this is like lifting weights to get muscles, which everyone can relate to. And I'll often give people two possible explanations as to how this actually works. Explanation number one is you lift weights and you go to sleep at night. And while you're sleeping, the muscle fairy comes out of nowhere and waves a magic wand. Poof, you've got muscles explanation number two is when you're working out you're putting so much stress on your body that your muscles are literally tearing in little parts and then your body responds by healing by filling in those gaps with more muscle fiber which i admit is a butchered explanation but at least probably way closer scientifically and realistically to what people would expect and people are going to say andrew that's the one and what i tell people is actually it doesn't unless you are um a personal trainer or you know a scientist it doesn't matter what matters is you lift weights, you get muscles, you put an X, you get Y. And by hook or by crook, whether or not you believe in the law of attraction or the universe or energy or any of that, when you do gratitude or visualization methods with enough sustained consistency, you will get a result and you don't even have to credit law of attraction. You don't have to credit me, you don't have to credit the book. All you have to do, I would hope, is recognize the result, appreciate the things that led to it, and thereby, because of your life experience, make the choice to repeat that so that your life can improve more and more and more.
0: Such a great response. And and I wanted to joke with you, I'm I'm going to do it anyway. See, when I work out and I go to bed... uh, a fairy does come, pretty much, almost <laughs> a, a, at all times, uh, but it's not the muscle fairy; it's the fat fairy. And I got, I got, <laughs> I got to figure out who this fairy is and get them out of my life because <laughs> it probably has something to do with the fact that I, you know, I eat like, you know, ice cream at one o'clock in the morning. I'm just guessing that might have something to do with it, but
1: anyway. <laughs> well, you know, funny story, and like I guess we'll, we'll piggyback off this joke when when I went through that that really dramatic period of my time and, and things are getting better. I, over the period of like seven weeks, I lost 25 pounds without trying. And I don't want people to be under this impression that I sat on a couch and I was just grateful all day and that worked out. But I do want them to understand, like I was working out with Sensei, but I wasn't trying to lose that weight. All I was doing was just trying to feel better about myself. And I was in this vibe where because of the momentum of the exercises I was putting myself through in terms of gratitude and with Sensei, there was just a momentum there where I believe my body responded. I believe it responded. It was in resonance. There was a level of self-worth. And I'm not saying that you're doing this, Mike, but I think sometimes when people, they are judging themselves or putting a lot of pressure and stress on themselves, they'll have so much focus on that thing. It's reinforcing it in ways that they don't even realize. And then it becomes easy. I've been there, by the way, all the stuff I preach on the guiltiest defender. It's very easy for me to consume a complete pizza when I'm under stress. So I, I you know, it's like, it is what it is, but For me, I was fortunate in that when I was in this vibe of riding high, things just took care of themselves in a way that I had not previously experienced, which for me was um, weird, but also awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah, we're, we're, getting into it now a little bit. Uh, and you know, again, that's just the title of your book, the law of attraction. And you did mention the secret, uh, you know, that, you know, I, I believe was Oprah that kind of introduced it a little bit. I think it was her that kind of really brought it out there. Um, but before that it was the strangest secret with uh, Earl nightingale. Uh, yeah. and, and that to me is, is the real, uh, secret. Uh, and, um, but so let's talk about the law of attraction I, again. I believe in it. Um, but before we do, uh, just to give you a little background, I mean, like, I didn't believe in any of this shit. I didn't think any of this stuff was real. Uh, I'm a kid from the projects. i surrounded by crime, drugs, violence, and just, you know, just, you know, horrific things happening over and over again. Uh, and uh, I, um, I found myself at a job working in a call center while I was in law school after I had declared bankruptcy. Uh, and uh, uh, a book was given to me called The Magic of Thinking Big uh, by David Schwartz. Uh, and I read that book. Uh, and it was written I think in like 1950 or something like that um, and it changed my life and uh, I then started le- reading more and more books you know Zig Ziglar books you'll know, see at the top and I can just go on and on and on and on uh, and then I got to uh, the law of success uh, mm-hmm. with Napoleon Hill uh, and there's a whole discussion in his book about one of the things that I saw on, you, on your YouTube page uh, which is this this, this frequency, this radio frequency out there. And Napoleon Hill talks about every time we have a thought and it's proven now scientifically proven. And his book was written in 1915, I believe the law of success um, that when you do have a thought, there is a vibrational frequency. There is an actual radio frequency uh, that emits from your brain uh, and it goes somewhere. And uh, tell us a little bit about this, this kind of esoteric, almost hippie ish, weird thing of, vibrational frequencies you talk about on youtube page and how real it is and why people should really uh you know learn about it you know not only by picking up your book but also just understanding the, the 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 true nature uh of of this you know vibrational frequency thing that a lot of people think is just hocus pocus yeah
1: well for sure just to to address the the hocus pocus thing you could hardly blame people because in a sense when you're asking people to think about these kinds of things that have not thought about before, you're literally challenging their worldview and therefore their identity and everyone's identity is linked to survival. So it can be, you know, cognitive dissonance is a really tough thing to overcome. With that said, you know, you don't even need to take it from me. I mean, scientists will have you put your hand under a microscope and even though to you, to your senses, it looks like it's solid, it's all vibrating. And it's, it's one of those things where again, like we have difficulty, just being able to visualize our thoughts vibrationally and magnetically, like stretching out to the universe and attracting back similar events that will manifest into three dimensional reality, which is basically another level of frequency. Is it, is it vibrating at a high but doesn't range that, or But th-
0: range? Just, just by saying that, like, you know, again, I'm an attorney by trade. So I'm like, you know, I'm just naturally a skeptic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it just sounds so wacky.
1: Right, so doesn't here's it? what I would say. And again, I, this is almost like a sidestep, Mike. But if I were to bring out a, a dog whistle and blow as hard as I could into this microphone right now, I wouldn't be being rude because you would have no response whatsoever. It would not hurt your ears. But a dog in the room would be freaking out, which is just another way of understanding that there are frequencies that we do not perceive that are going on. So I admit it is a leap. It is, there's a certain leap of faith and trust other than you know trying the methods out to see if they work to say, okay, obviously there's some kind of sense, there's some kind of frequencies that I'm not perceiving. Like even us on this conversation, I could rationalize that my laptop is plugged into a wall and there's a really long wire, but let me unplug it right now, it's still working. And people are like, well, of course it is. There's satellites and there's science. All right, because those explanations are explaining it to me, it's very, it's easier for me to understand how we are having this conversation in real time in, you know, hun- I think probably hundreds of miles apart. Um, if I, if I remember right, I think you're, you're Northeast. I am.
0: So
1: I will admit like this, this thing, and there's no, there's no way around it for some people. It's a leap of faith. And that's kind of like why I try to push people into like a gratitude method that they're just going to enjoy, even if they never get a result. For me, the hook is to get someone to do something that's going to be fun in the moment. And if they get a result, that life experience will pull them in there. But I totally realize, and believe it or not, to this day, I don't have an answer of that's going to make them believe, other than trying to lead them into something that they'll, they'll enjoy with enough sustained consistency, that they see a result that's just too weird. That, again, even if they don't want to give the law of attraction credit, they've got to be like, well, this is different than everything. I mean, when you read um, The Magic of Thinking Big, fortunately, your mind was open enough that in combination with the way that David... Uh, articulated his thoughts that you just you gave it a shot and some people have that that combination that they allowed and some people don't and in the end there there's there's even for you you took a leap of faith whether you realized it or not i'm sure you did but right it, it's that's a necessary piece of this puzzle because again you know you can argue that the world is flat or the world is round how do you even know are you did you ever go up in space like if, if you know let's i, have, I don't, to, I don't like to talk
0: about it but i have yeah
1: Okay, <laughs> so Mike, you're you're the one person that can talk about this, but I guarantee you, everyone listening here, they haven't gone out into space, right? They don't know. Like for all you know, there is another important reason. And I mean, I'm not a, a flat earther or anything, but just to play devil's advocate, there there could be another reason why they're trying to say that the the, the you know it's a round earth or whatever it might be. But if you haven't actually seen it you just seen photos. You've just seen a man jumping on a thing that could have been in a studio. Like you don't know. We actually take leaps of faith every single day. And a lot of it is the result of just having the message. And we know as marketers pounded over and over and over and over again until we just accept it because that's the reality that's presented to us. And there's honestly too much of a strain on our psychology to try to keep like fighting against that current rather than just going with it.
0: A second, I want to talk to you uh, a little bit about uh, you know, implement, impl, impl, implementation of some of the strategies that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then time frame because I think that's really important for people in, in this, in this world that we live in where everybody's in a hurry and you know, you take a pill and, and you instantly get gratification. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about that in in a second. Uh, we are on with Andrew Cap. Uh, he wrote the book. I mean, it's great. I could just, I don't need to look down. I'm looking right at it. The last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. You can find it on Amazon. I believe it's also, is it on Barnes and Noble? Yes. Yeah, it,
1: it is because I think BNN, they bought copies from Amazon, like right. everything okay. originates from Amazon and some mm. other people are just buying copies of book to put it on their site.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but if you I mean, the fastest place to get it is where I got it, uh, which is which is on Amazon. You can also find them on Instagram. It's Andrew Cap Insta. Andrew KAP Insta. And also his uh, YouTube page is Andrew Kapp. Uh, Here's the book. Again, I'm gonna hold it up. It's right in the background as well. But uh, it's a great book. I love the title. Love the subject. I happen to know a lot about it. Uh, And we can probably tell some of my stories if it makes sense. And it's not about me. It's about Andrew and his book. Um, But so now let's talk about timing, you know, so and then we can get into some of the things that you talk about gratitude and, and how to implement, uh, you know, and, and make the universe work for you, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, how long in, in consistency is such a big thing for me, but how long does it take for someone to see the results of you know, implementing, you know, a gratitude uh, mentality or, or a mind shift mentality and, and for them to see, you know, again, some sort of benefit because so many people are looking for something like right now, like they're, they're hurting, you know, financially, emotionally, physically, and they need that, you know, we want, we want that instant gratification because we can get it in so many other avenues What's what's a realistic time frame where someone should be, you know, read your book and implement the strategies in when mm-hmm. as far as seeing results.
1: So I don't know if I'm going to piss off the lawyer in you or I'm going to make you very proud, but I'm, I'm going to give you a real definitive hard Maybe line both. time. Yeah, I'm going to give you a hard line time, but I'm going to give you a hedge. So the hard line time is that somewhere within a month you're going to notice something, whether it's something happened that's weird and coincidental or whether you just feel better and more confident like something's on the way, there's there's a shift that happens. But the hedge, and here's where everyone, by the way, here's why I used to mess things up. And here's where a lot of people screw up, so to speak, the law of attraction. A lot of times they do the method to get the result, which is like, well, duh, what the, what do you think I'm here for, Andrew? Of course, I'm gonna do the method to get the result. But what they don't realize is we'll just use a car as an example. If They're doing that method every single day, trying to force feed the universe a vibration that's going to bring the car into their life. All they're really doing is reinforcing the actual awareness and focus of the lack of the car. And they don't even realize they're focusing on the lack of it and they're reinforcing that vibration. So the hedge I want to give you here in in terms of this, in my opinion, a guaranteed result in 30 days, is you don't want to do the method to get the result. You want to do the method for the sake of enjoying the method in the moment. Meaning the method is doing its job when you're feeling good while thinking about what you have or what you want or both. And that's the rub, that's the high wire act, that's the fine line that you gotta, that you're walking every single day. And you know, whether you've done it or not, you know, whether you're like, again, me, I came to this point where I was so indignant. I said, I don't care what happens or when it happens. I'm just doing this. I'm, I got, I lost my girlfriend. I lost my business. Something's got, I don't even care. I just want to do it. If people can put themselves, maybe not from that frustration, but in that mind frame, they will see something happen. Something will shift. Something amazing will occur within 30 days. It always happens.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. You know, for, like you said, everybody it's different, and like sometimes again, it might be that coincidental thing where you know all of a sudden you're like, wow, you know, uh, it, it just happens. Now, I want to, if you could just tell us the difference between uh, dreaming mm-hmm. and thinking, because I really like the book, "The Magic of Thinking Big," and and where those intersect. As far as seeing results, right? Because uh, I think a lot of people misinterpret, you know, what we're talking about. Whereas, you know, when I was a kid, I used to dream about being rich, right? I used to dream about, uh, you know, having a plane or the nice car and all this other stuff. I used to dream about that stuff. Um, And I tell, I tell people, stop dreaming, start doing. So tell me what's the difference between dreaming? And because again, Earl Nightingale talks about, you know, you become what you think about right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk about you become what you dream about, right? Tell me a little bit about that. And as it how, you know, because this is parts and elements of the law of attraction, what, what's the difference between dreaming and thinking about it? To me, well,
1: the real difference is, does it feel good or bad? I mean, there there is because the thing about it is when you're a man saying you mean like daydreaming, like you're fantasizing, like you're right. up, you're awake during the day, but you're just like fantasizing about these things happening. To me, that's something where You're feeling good, and you're just putting out that energy, whether you realize it or not. I mean, when you're a kid, I I don't know any kids are like, "This is awesome." By doing this, I'm going to be a number one bestseller in USA Today or anything. You're not doing that. You're just enjoying the flow. And I believe you were doing it in a very healthy way, in the sense that I imagine you were enjoying that process. Thinking it's really just the same thing. It's it's, but it's like it's even like how do you define thinking? I think it's like. Are you picturing it? Are you visualizing it? Are you just telling, your, are you telling yourself affirmations? Because thinking can fit so many different things of you're actually thinking of the images in your head, you're saying the words in your, in your brain. So for me, I, I almost feel like I'm side, sidestepping your, your, uh, your question here, but it doesn't really matter whether it's like daydreaming or thinking, it matters is does this feel good when you're doing it? Because then you're putting yourself in harmony with it or does it not? And just even talk about like putting law of attraction aside, your subconscious mind, you're programming it. Are you programming it with frustration and fear and doubt and telling it that this isn't working? Or are you daydreaming or just thinking confidently, giving yourself affirmations or imagining what it's going to be like and you feel good, which is telling your subconscious mind, all right, this is the program. Let's put these pieces together and start getting this going for this person.
0: Yeah. The reason why I bring it up too is because, uh, you know, uh, there's, there's an element uh, of, uh, uh, and a big element of action, you know, what, you know, yes. right. So, so a lot of people, I guess what I'm getting at is, is that you can, uh, put out into the universe all day long what, what you want and what you think you deserve. Uh, and, and I, and again, I'm a believer in this stuff. And, you know, I, you know, when, when people talk about things that they go to, I actually owned, uh, the, uh, only known copy advanced readers copy of the law of success in 15 lessons because that's what it originally came out we wow. bought it uh, we owned it and and then we reproduced it so i i read that book in fact the napoleon hill foundation had never even seen it and we had it verified um and and uh, by them and uh, so but anyway so uh my my point is is that a lot of people again think that it's that easy. I'm just going to wake up in the morning. I'm going to talk about the three things that I'm grateful for, which Tony Robbins talks about. And it's, it's, a, it's a thing and it works and it changes your mind and it changes your life a billion percent. Like, you know, just the basics of that stuff. Like we know that works. But then yeah. when it comes to, you know, truly like a shift in your life, uh, sitting there and just thinking about it like, again, like Earl Nightingale, Earl Nightingale talks about uh, and Napoleon Hill uh, talks a lot about, but also in The Law of Success, he has a one whole uh, lesson, he calls it, about action, right? So tell me about how thinking about it and action really kind of come together.
1: Right, so here's the thing. and What I'm hearing from you is that action's required and I could not agree more. And the caveat I'd give is, and I'm stealing this term. This isn't the term that I've made up myself. I've, I've read this and heard this before. I think the key comes down to inspired action, meaning are you taking again and also comes into feeling good or feeling bad, being having enthusiasm and satisfaction and confidence and anticipation versus doubt and hesitation and fear, meaning are you taking an action because you're inspired to take it or are you desperately flailing all over the place? Like me, I was not taking inspired action when I was desperately trying to hold on to that business before finally quitting, whereas after I started doing those methods and thinking, it got me in a mode where inspired in, inspirational ideas to take action came to me. I was inspired to start working out with sensei again. I was inspired to go on a certain dating website and start interacting with women. I was inspired to go on certain, you know, job sites and, and look around to see where I can pull in extra money. Like all these things. I had to take the action, but the action came. I was the the idea came to do something because I began with that thinking. And I don't even know, was it was it getting my conscious, subconscious mind to a point where it's feeding me those ideas or was it the universe in concert with it? Was it both? What's going on? I think it's this weird, wonderful web of, we don't even know how every single piece works. All we know is that it all comes together where you start with the thought and hopefully it leads to the inspired action. And of course we can go on a whole rabbit hole of the reticular activating system. For all you know, because you were thinking good things about a job promotion, so to speak, your subconscious mind you are reading the boss's body language and you don't even hear your subconscious mind tell you the boss is in a good mood right now ask him for a raise that you would never would have done a year before when you have fear and doubt and uncertainty and you're not thinking in a good direction so that's my long-winded way of saying thought will lead to action and the right thought will lead to the right action
0: no i mean i think it's great you answered it perfectly and, and you're you're right you know i just again i think a lot of people are wishful thinkers. I think a lot of people are uh, eternal optimists uh, without without having a healthy dose of realism in there, you know, and what we're talking about to, uh, you know, the law of attraction. And, you know, again, these these radio frequencies, these these things, when I first read it in Napoleon Hill's book, again, written in 1915, before there was not only anecdotal evidence before, there was scientific evidence to prove that, in fact, when you do have a thought that there is a a, a radio wave that does admit from your brain, uh, there is, in fact, uh, vibrational frequencies that do align with you and, and also with other people. Again, it just sounds so, again, I use the term wacky. Uh, I've seen it in action. But that's the other key part of it, too, is, in fact, the action. Now, look, if you start thinking about I've had this happen before. I had an instance years ago where I had a guy's business card I hadn't talked to in years. And it was on it was on my keyboard. And I I looked at it and I was thinking about him and and the phone rang and it was him. Hmm. Right. And, and, that, and, you know, in someone, you know, years prior to that, I would think it was a coincidence, but I put that thought into the universe uh, because I was like, man, I got to reach out to him because he's a good friend. I haven't talked to him in years and we've done some business together. So stuff like that, people think, oh, it's a coincidence. But again, I, I what I'm trying to drive home for people that are listening or watching is that this is uh, one uh, very key element to success however you define that in your life of changing your mindset which is what you've done and what you talk about in the law in your book the law of attraction uh uh, uh you know it, it it has to be followed up with some sort of action because again people you can get inspired and it's exactly what you said it's inspired action you have to then do something about it because yes. if you sit on the couch all day long and think about being you know mark zuckerberg or the next president of the united States. And it ain't, ain't going to happen unless you actually move forward with those, with those actions. And what you said is, again, I'm just putting an exclamation point on it. You can inspire sel- yourself to do that really. Right.
1: Yeah. It'll happen. And and to your point, you know, it is a recipe. Like you don't want to make a cake without flour. You need that flour. You don't want to make it without butter, but after you mix all these ingredients together, you still have to bake the cake Hence, still have to take the actions, all one big thing. And it really, it's one of those things, because the reason, I think we, we know like simple doesn't always mean easy, but simple is simple. It really is a simple thing of doing it and, and following that thread and having trust that, okay, well, I'm going to think in this way. I'm going to reintegrate. I'm going to reprogram. And I'm going to take whatever action kind of feels in the right direction. And I'm also going to have the attitude where if it's clear that I made a stupid mistake, I'm not going to judge myself. I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm just going to say, all right, where do I go from here? What other action do I take? Do I keep continuing along this path? Or do I make a different direction more just like a healthy uh, viewpoint of like, this is happening one way or another, I'm just going to step my way through it. And I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to doubt myself. I'm not going to judge myself. I'm just going to take this as far as I can go in as much time as is needed.
0: Yeah, It makes sense. You know, in a second, I want to talk to you specifically about, I mean, the microphone, I can bump it into it. Uh, In a second, I want to talk to you. I think my face is getting fatter. That's what's really going on. I want to talk about gratitude uh, and the power of gratitude and and some of the things that we can do, uh, you know, that's free. It doesn't cost us any money. uh, And it's something that is super, super powerful. Uh, We're on with Andrew Kapp. Uh, His book is the last law of attraction book you'll ever need to read. Uh, you know, we met on Clubhouse and I was inspired uh, to reach out to him and we connected uh, because I loved what he was saying. I loved what he was talking about. And I also, you know, I did did some, did, you know like all my guests, uh, I did some research. The guy's real, you know, uh, and what he's talking about is real. I believe in this stuff because I use um, the methods in the law of attraction uh, day in and day out and they do in fact work. So if you'd like some more information about Andrew, you can just, well, you check out on Instagram. It's Andrew Cap. Insta, he's not super active there. You can also find him on Facebook. But if you just want to just find his book, go to go to uh, Amazon and just type in you know his name Andrew Cap or also the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. It's done amazing things. You know, for those who you, who do know a little bit about me, uh, I, I've you know really kind of gone all in helping authors uh, you know promote their books. And when I saw what he's done with this book, uh, it, it's just truly amazing. And I think one of the reasons why it's been so successful uh, is because it's a great book because the content in it is is super helpful. So again, if you'd like some more information um, you can just, again, just go to uh, go to Amazon and find the book. And then from there, uh, he'll take you to where you need to go. Um, So uh, let's talk about uh, gratitude. Mm -hmm. You know uh, I recently implemented a, you know, kind of a daily, Um, sometimes people do it at night. I like to do it in the morning where I learned this from Tony Robbins and actually Gary Vee, it was an interview that they did together. And I'm like, well, if those two guys are doing it, then it must make sense. Um, where each day I, I remind myself of three things that I'm grateful for. And I change it up a little bit and it doesn't have to be the same. Let's talk about gratitude, why it's important and how something as simple as that, uh, can, can really change your, your outlook on life and just ultimately change your life.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to keep, I guess, you know, straddling that fence of talking to both people that are down with this and people that are still doubtful. Um, The cool thing about gratitude is basically, regardless of your beliefs, it's either telling the universe or your subconscious mind or both that you already have what you want, which then reinforces the evidence to keep occurring, whether it's the universe magnetically pulling in the vibration and manifestation of those things or your, your subconscious mind, your particular activating system, identifying the ways in which this is going to happen. But gratitude is like this really, people pay a lot of lip service to it and they talk about it, but they almost overhype it without realizing how easy it is and how special and powerful it really is. It's basically a cheat code to bringing what you want into your life, regardless of your beliefs. And all you have to do is, but, and you, you know, if you can be strategic and you want to be grateful for things that are on the way to you, by all means do it. But if you can't, if you don't have that faith, you can still be grateful for things that are right in front of you, right here, right now. And if someone's like, well, it's a rough week, I've got nothing to be grateful for. It's like, well, bullshit. Think about the heart beating in your chest. That heart has been beating, you know, moving blood and nutrients all across your body, every single second of every single decade of every single, like you've been alive that whole time and it's serving the rest of your body, the rest of your organs, which are serving you. I mean, be grateful for air, be grateful for fresh water, be grateful for the device that you're watching or listening to this on You use that device to communicate. You use it for email. You use it for your business. You use it to go on dating sites. If you want to find someone special, you have all these things in your life. Like there's always something to be grateful for. And it's a really cool thing where you start doing this for 30 seconds and it's like, eh whatever. but you know 60 seconds in, 90 seconds in, it's a snowball, it's a momentum and you feel better. And regardless of law of attraction beliefs, scientific studies have shown that gratitude improves sleep, increases confidence, reduces anxiety. There's all these real, you know tangible benefits of implementing gratitude into your life. and to make this the most long-winded answer possible, just to speak to what you said, you snuck in something that was really, really important you make it your own. If it's better in the beginning of the day, do it then the end of the day, do it then like whatever works for you. That's the beauty of this. And if you don't have time to write three things down, you can do what I do and record a message in your phone and send it to your friend every single day across the country. It's very easy to implement this. You can do this on your commute to work, just thinking of all the things you're grateful for. You can do it in a conversation. You can do it looking around the room. Like, what do I have? There's so many ways. It's so easy. You just got to be willing to give a shot with it.
0: Super powerful stuff too, uh, about, you know, what you just said and, and you, uh, my follow-up question, you stole my follow-up question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's really hard to be grateful. I think for people who are down and out, like if you're living in a cardboard box right now and you're out on the streets and it's in Chicago or Boston and it's freezing and you're homeless and like you just complete despair, you know? Um, to be able to find a point of, of gratefulness is, is nearly impossible, I think for a lot of people. Um, but what you said is, is you started the basics. I remember when I was a kid and I would meet people and, and I would say, you know, how are you doing? It's so, like, you know, how we greet people or, how are you doing? And, and a lot of people would say, well, at least I have my health, you know? Mm-hmm. And I would say, man, in my head, I'm like, well, those, those people must've really hit rock bottom. And then I also realized, well, no, those people are just a lot smarter than me. Um, so, so talk to the people who are really struggling right now because you know right now yes. here we are in 2021. You know things aren't going to get better this year. I hate to tell people that. It's just, I mean it's going to get a little bit better, but it's still going to be brutal for the next. You know I think the next 18 months or so for people, especially the people who have lost everything as a result uh, of of the coronavirus. Um, let's talk to those people who are just fucking in a, just a really, really bad spot. Where, where do they start? I mean, you kind of alluded to it, but maybe you can expand on it a little bit more.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're, you almost challenged me with like a little bit more for this. Cause I have more to offer. And, and I will say, um, people often look at, at joy as a result and it is, but I'm a strategy guy. Like for me, again, this is all about getting people out of their own way long enough for them to feel good about what they have or what they want or both because I've seen results come in my own life and for them. So strategically, joy doesn't, isn't only a result, joy can be a strategy. So part of this is for them listening right there, I want them to understand that they wanna reach for joy as a strategic way of bringing more into their life. But with that in mind, um, when, you, when things are really going wrong, you almost have to go a little bit dark on this. So I would say like, find <laughs> one thing in your life that, you know, you don't feel grateful for it, but it's there. And imagine someone's about to take it away from you. And the only way you can keep it or get it back is if you can explain to them, if you can make the argument about what kind of use that has in your life. And that brought me to the thing of like explaining why, no, don't take my laptop. I run my business on my laptop. I communicate with my friends. I have access to social media. Okay, they don't have a laptop. They're threatening to chop their hands off. Don't do that. I use my hands for thanks to my hands i can i can reach for things i can eat easier i live my life like in other words they just find something sur- like on their body or around them that they don't think about as that being grateful for and put themselves so, so that mental exercise of having to talk somebody else into letting them get to keep it and they will quickly realize like oh my god i'm glad i have this thing i'm glad i have air it sounds ridiculous because this sucks right now this financial situation sucks but i know strategically even if it has nothing to do with that, if I am feeling gratitude, it's going to start getting the, the hamster running on that wheel, so to speak, and maybe an idea of inspiration on how to access money will come or how to get a different job will come or how to stretch the money that I have in a better way. It's, it's more like, what can I do to operate this invisible force? which could just be your subconscious mind that will lead to results. It's all about strategically forcing that, knowing and hoping that something will come on the back end of it.
0: Yeah, man, that's, uh, that's powerful stuff. You know, again, a lot of people are, are, are dealing with a lot of difficult things right now. And, and, you know, I started my company in 2008, which I said was the worst economy in the history of the world up until this point. Um, and, um, you know, uh, you know, I'm grateful, I, I tell people all the time, I'm, I'm grateful for my health there, you know, I'm grateful for my family. And I'm also grateful for the opportunities that are presented to me, you know, every single day, just those those that's a little insight on some of the usually kind of my three things that, that I go to, and it works. And, you know, um, if you're suffering with some sort of, you know, actually clinical mental disorders that, you know, a lot of times are temporary, like, you know, a lot of times depression is usually a temporary thing, or even anxiety is a temporary thing. But this method that Andrew's talking about is something that works, you know, I've talked about it in my books about feeling, you know, anxious and actual anxiety and even battling with, with a little bit of depression as well. Things like this, strategies like this, work. You know, his book talks about all that stuff uh, in here. Uh, we, I don't want to like give all the secrets in there, but you know, he's got a method called the Blitz Method that talks about how to be grateful. Um, and you know, I, I just implore people, you know, to, to, to go to Amazon to pick up the book. Look, I'm not making any money. We don't make money. I don't make any money on my podcast, but he's on because. Um, you know, he's helping people and, and this works, whether you want more money, whether you want a better life, whether you want a better uh, life partner, uh, the, the tips, the strategies and techniques. And, you know, here's the other thing too, we haven't even got to this yet, but it's, you know, he'll, I'm sure he'll he didn't make this stuff up. He didn't just come up with this stuff. This is something that he learned from others. Uh, and just like everything else, like all the stuff in my books is what I've learned from others and how I've implemented it into my life. And in his book, you know, you know, he's going to take the things that he's learned and show you how it can work, uh, in your life, uh, as well. So, um, you know, I want to thank you, you know, for, for, for sharing this stuff with us. I want to transition real quick before I let you go though. Um, for those who are listening right now who are, uh, are, are fellow authors uh, and entrepreneurs uh, you know maybe you're thinking about writing a book in the book business you know what you've done uh, in with your book is just truly remarkable it's a self-published book uh, you know these uh, platforms like Amazon KDP and Ingram Spark and Lulu and all these other ones that are out there some are better than others uh, it's just a great opportunity for someone to get the information out there but again, not too many people have had the level of success that you've had with this platform of Amazon KDP in particular, their reviews. Uh, I mean you have like uh, what like 1100 reviews or something like that which is is it, yeah. Is it 1100? Yeah.
1: past 1300 on the US <laughs> site
0: and then of course like um on the on, you know I'm
1: uh, by the way I'm I'm very happy to humble brag only just because I'm so grateful that people take time out of their lives to right. write those reviews. So I'm super pumped to say it's like 1330 on the on the US side and a whole bunch on on other All right. So,
0: so I'm going to ask you this question and don't give me the answer just because the book's great. I don't want that for an answer. I want the real answer, but that Mm -hmm. might, that might be the real answer. I don't know. So you got 1300 reviews, which is like an insane number of reviews. I don't care. Like the biggest books in the world uh, sometimes don't even have, don't even come close to that. So how did, how did, what, what's been your strategy, uh, you know, for that again, we're, we're not specifically talking about the contents of your book, but we're, we're, again, this is a bit of a selfish thing question for yeah, me man. for from, uh, the subscribers, uh, for bestseller secrets, but tell me, uh, what you did, how you did it. And if you, uh, for fellow authors listening, you know, what they need to do to get their book, you know, in, in reviewed like that. I mean, it's remarkable what you've done.
1: Thank you. So I'm going to,
0: I'm about to
1: unleash a a word salad here. And so everyone understands, I'm saying this, I'm going to say as much as I know, as much as I can think of in hopeful service to people out there. So not that, that they can do everything, although they're free to, but so that they can cherry pick the things that resonate the most with who they are as a person and as an entrepreneur. That will hopefully lead to more reviews for them so just to get the like you know is the book good or bad out of way i mean i do say i, I worked very tirelessly to make it a good book not just in terms of the value but in terms of the reader experience um i'm a copywriter i right? used to be by, by trade i almost wrote this um when, when it, like you get those pamphlets in the mail like those long things like here's a new health supplement let's talk about your um your blood work and why it's important like it's almost like things you even if you don't have interest you'll read through because they have a way of making it very interesting It was very important for me to have a flow to the book so that I understood that the reader was being taken on a journey from page one to page 210 or 208 or whatever it goes to. And I say that because one of the keys to getting a book reviewed, I believe, is getting the book read. If you have the best content in the world and you've presented it in a boring manner, and they don't get past chapter one, they'll never be excited enough. read the whole book people don't review i mean unless it's a bad review they don't review a book on on one chapter they reviewed on the whole thing so i will say to whatever measure you can not that this is the only requirement because i'm about to give you a lot more here (laughs) but if you can have a flow to your book i believe you and ideally you're going to give someone a paradigm shift and give them a new way at looking at an old idea not that you have to this is just again one of the things that i hopefully done in my book you're giving them a new experience that they are excited, hopefully, to tell their friends. They're excited to share this. They're excited to let people know, yeah, this this is connecting with me. It's awesome. Now, with that said, like I said, you want to get reviews. You got to get your book read. Well, you also got to get it looked at. So more like duh, stuff out of the way, just so that I can say that I told the audience um, I did give a bold title, which thankfully I think I backed up, otherwise the reviews would have killed me. Right. But I was also very intentional about the book cover because when you're on Amazon and you're shopping and you're looking at books and they're giving you recommendations, it's very important that, I mean, if you have a nice cover, beautiful, but is the cover, can, can the title be read? Will it stick out like a sore thumb in a good way that people will look at it and then click and view it. So just to get the dust stuff out of the way, be very intentional about your title and about your cover and the experience. I designed the cover to be, to look noticeable and hopefully good when it's really small on an Amazon screen, because I understand that's where a lot of people are going to see it. It's
0: With also, said, it's well, so I don't want to cut you off, but the other part about it too, and, and, and it's, it's, I think you, you did this on purpose. Um, it's simple.
1: It's, yes. I mean,
0: it, it's words, uh, you changed up the colors a little bit, but it, it's simple and it's effective. And, and, and now it makes sense as you as a copywriter, cause you, you get that, right? So yes.
1: Yes. And thank you for that, by the way. Um, That's also part of the flow thing. I mean, people that um, oftentimes writers will write at least an eighth grade level of a book. And I know I've been guilty of that. I tinkered with Hemingway app. People can look and there's a free version online. There's a, I think there's a $20 version and a free version where it'll show you how to turn it from an eighth grade to a fifth grade and ideally like a fourth grade level, because people are intelligent, but if you give it to them on a fourth grade level, it's just gonna flow better. So thanks for that cutoff, because that got me back to that little extra tidbit. (laughs) Now, um, where I was gonna lead off is on Facebook, and here's the really important thing, and here's where I'm making a guess that this is leading to positive reviews. This is coming from a core, genuine intent to serve. And I really mean that, I think, and by the way, it's selfish. I am selfishly being selfless, because a rising tide raises all ships. The last thing I wanna be is a billionaire in a world that's in ruins, because if I'm a billionaire and the world's in ruins, well, I'm not going to get to go to my favorite pizza place or take my date to the movies or enjoy the park because the world's a complete shit show. I, I want the whole world to be up with me if I'm going to be a billionaire or a millionaire or whatever it might be. With that in mind, I went into law of attraction groups on Facebook and I just unloaded value after value after value. I actually repurposed stuff from my book, reworded it because I don't want to, you know, sure I don't want to dis, uh, dishonor the agreement I have to have the book be its own thing. And then people saw this stuff. They're like, "That that's awesome. They click on my profile. And, and everyone knows in Facebook, you can't give links. You can't say I do this or that. But what you can do is you can drop some awesome value. And then people go on your Facebook profile and you can make that a walking billboard. And the first thing you see on mine is like, oh, look, Andrew has a book. Oh, it's about that thing I just read. So again, I'm giving value first without getting any money or anything in return. Now, with that said, another thing I have here is I have a lot of follow-up in the sense that people, after they when they get the book, I give them a bunch of bonuses, but they're not bonuses for the sake of bonuses. They are bonuses, one, to engage in a conversation with people that might need help with me, but also bonuses that are in support of the exact content that I gave them in case they need a little extra nudge. And, you know, people realize, like right now we're in a conversation, Mike, and my attention is 100% on you. When this call is over, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to look at my phone and see what emails came in for me, and I'm replying to them right away. Not that you have to do that. Again, people can cherry pick what works for them. It's important to me that I'm not some untouchable author that if someone writes to me with a question about the book, they get a response that's really intentional and really addressing specifically what they're asking me. I am assuming, again, for me, it's about serving, but I am assuming that a byproduct of that is maybe they'll feel better about leaving a review for me now because they understand that I am the real deal, that I do want to serve and I want to help them. And again, something that you can't fake because... These things I'm talking about, you can try them, but if you're not the real deal and you don't want to serve your audience, you'll burn out after a month. I've been doing this specific thing since November 2019 and a lot of other stuff for people before then because I genuinely care. When you care, it sounds so cliche, it will bleed over into all these little things that you do because you care that people will notice whether they articulate it or not. And that's where the word of mouth comes from. And again, getting the book read to getting it reviewed. And- Another thing, again, I, I told you, I promised you a word salad just because as this is coming in my mind, I just want to spit this out. Love it. So because your audience can play it back and listen to yeah, slow Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
0: awesome stuff, man. I'm so excited. Um,
1: yeah, so like for me, um, if you can keep your promise, make a bold promise in your title. Like if you can actually keep it, make it. Why, why not put your best foot forward? Like I am actually going to deliver this to you because someone someone's going to be curious enough to read. And then again, as long as you didn't cheat them, they're going to give you a good review because you actually kept your promise to them. So, and by the way, I, I hinted at this, I said this really, I snuck it in part of keeping the promise is taking information that they might already understand, but it hasn't clicked with them before and recontextualizing it and reframing it so that you're giving them a paradigm shift. Now, you don't have to be a, you know, a law of attraction author to do this. You could be a math expert. A paradigm, if you're writing a book about math and you want to give someone a paradigm shift, say, let me give you a formula that's going to show you how to um, manage your, your debt and your savings all in one fell swoop. I mean, I'm making this stuff up because I suck at math, but What can you do with math that no one's ever done before that will change and shift the paradigm of the reader so that they remember your book so that when they're doing their taxes or they're balancing their checkbook, like, oh, my God, this book is awesome. And so they then want social currency by telling their friends who are having the same problem. When you have when you give someone everyone always wants to give resources that help to other people like their friends, because it's social currency. You by extension of that positive product. You are getting the credit for that thing. Like me, I, um, I hurt my back a few years back and a huge fix for that was DDP yoga. When someone has in back pain, I tell them about DDP yoga and I'm rewarding DDP yoga, but I'm also looking good because I know if the person actually does it, they're gonna do great and they're gonna thank me for it. So again, all these things about making this an impactful product, about making yourself seen, about giving value, about in a, in a cheesy way, repurposing your own content that you've already worked hard and it's already authentically you, onto Facebook groups or Reddit groups or whatever it might be, just giving value, 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 value. Um, People listening to this, they might wanna buy my book or they might not. They can just go to my YouTube channel for free. I give new methods for free on there. You see my really stupid, silly sense of humor that isn't really funny on there. You see me trying to edit creatively on there. I burn myself out practically pouring myself into those videos because I want people to watch those videos and get something out of it. So this is a long winded way of saying it sounds so cliche, but when you are in service to others, it's gonna come back, they will see it, you can't fake it. And by the way, speaking to the people, we we went back before, people that are depressed right now, it sounds silly, but if from your state of depression, um, I might recommend that I'm not an expert, if you could help somebody else by helping them, that will lift you up and it'll lift your spirits. If you're so like, oh my God, I'm down in the dumps, I hate this, I hate my life, and you see someone else in pain, take the focus off of yourself and off of that pain and off that negativity, And put it on them and try to serve them and try to be there for them and it will lift you up. You will have so much pride that you can give another human being relief because we are social creatures. We can't hide from it. We can't run from it. If you are a normal functioning human being, you like helping others. You like being there for them. It puts a huge smile on your face. That off the top of my head is my long-winded way of what I think leads to positive reviews for my book.
0: Wow, man, that, that was awesome. Uh, and uh, I'm glad uh, I asked you that question, because, uh, you know, even for those who are listening or aren't authors, I think it also gives them a little bit of insight on how, you know, you've done the great things that you've done, you know, with your book. And so, if, you know, for my subscribers and, and the people in my Facebook group for Best Sell Secrets book, uh, I think they're really, really going to like this as well. So uh, listen, if you've been listening or or watching, uh, we've been on with Andrew Cap, and, you know, he's you know, really been um, um, responsive to me. Uh, we met on uh, Clubhouse uh, and I just listened to him and the value that he was adding uh, to the people on Clubhouse. And I just really wanted to connect with him. Uh, and, and and you're right, by the way, you were like super fast uh, as far as responding and getting right back to me. And I really appreciate it. You know, so again, if, if you'd like some more information about Andrew, you can, first of all, you just go to Amazon and just put in Andrew Cap Andrew Cap book. Uh, his book is called The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need to Read. Uh, you can find him on Instagram, it's Andrew Cap Insta. You can uh, also Facebook, Andrew Cap. Um, you now, it, it, look, this stuff works. You know, if you've listened to any of my, I mean, my podcast, and I think we're going on, I think six years now, um, you know, I believe in this stuff uh, because it's worked for me and 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 it's obviously worked for Andrew and it's worked for countless other people. But I think the one of the things that you, and Andrew touched upon this earlier, is you have to take that leap of faith. Look, the leap of faith of picking up Andrew's book and Amazon, I don't even know what it costs. I don't even care what it costs, but it's, it, the, the cost is almost irrelevant relevant because when you read it and you implement the strategies and techniques in this book, I know they're going to work. I'm telling you uh, to take that leap of faith, pick up the book. Uh, what I like about it too, you know what? It's not filled with fluff either, right? It's, it, it gets to the point. It's well-written. Like you said, it takes you on that journey. Um, and uh, I, I'm, I'm really blessed uh, to have you on. Andrew, thanks so much uh, for being my guest. My name is Michael Alden. That's Andrew Cap, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, it's Mike Alden. I hope you're enjoying The Alden Report as much as I am. I love bringing to you new and exciting people that add value to your life. I'm also super excited to announce my latest book, bestseller secrets. Listen, if you're an author, maybe you're thinking about writing a book. Maybe you've already written a book. Maybe you're an entrepreneur and you want to continue to grow your brand. Maybe you're an entrepreneur and you want to bring in more leads. Maybe you're a stay-at-home mom and you wrote a a cookbook or a children's book. Maybe you wrote a a fantasy book, a self-help book, a tell-all book, a novel. It doesn't really matter. In my latest book, Bestseller Secrets, I give you all the information that I've literally spent millions of dollars trying to figure this thing out, and I'm going to give it to you absolutely free with my book Bestseller Secrets go to bestsellersecretsbook.com again it's bestsellersecretsbook.com I give you all the information that I've spent literally millions of dollars trying to figure this whole world out. My books have gone on to do amazing things. I'm a three-time Wall Street Journal, USA Today bestselling author. I've hit number one on Amazon hundreds of times. My books have been the number one book in the world against all books in every category. And I've also done this for other authors. And I'm giving you this information absolutely free. Just go to Bestseller Book. You got to pay a small processing fee, but it doesn't really matter again because I've spent millions of dollars and here's the other secret. You can do all this stuff yourself. If you don't have a team, that's okay. If you don't have a lot of time, that's okay. You read the information in my book. Again, whether you just started writing a book, whether you've written the book, whether you wrote the book years ago and you want to kind of resurrect it in my book, bestseller secrets, I show you exactly what you need to do and I'm giving you the book absolutely free. Go to bestsellersecretsbook.com. Download the book. Take that information, use it to become a bona fide, legitimate number one bestseller. I show you how to become a number one bestseller in less than 24 hours. And again, I'm giving you this information for free. Go to bestsellersecretsbook.com. Again, it's bestsellersecretsbook.com.